selling pussy is illegal. Many women have been arrested in what I like to call a pussy raid. It's similar to a drug raid where the cops bust in looking for drugs, but instead of looking for drugs, they're looking for pussy dealers. They storm into the club screaming, Everybody, put the dicks down and your hands up. The pussy sniffing dogs run in. The girls get the walk of shame and handcuffs out the club in a criminal record. But what about the company that facilitates this activity? The club takes profits, but they never face consequences that change their lives like the girls do. Corporate pimping is legal, but being a hoe is illegal. Now, these girls were going to work saying, I'll fuck you for an extra whatever. That's sloppy and it's a bad idea. That's how you get arrested. Undercover cops ask 100 questions like, can we have sex for money here? A stripper should respond, not at all, weirdo. They'll say, the other girl said you could. To which the stripper should reply, then why didn't you go with her? Decline guys that ask, can I have sex in exchange for money? Hell no, bozo. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta be smooth. Offer a VIP dance. It's $350 and it lasts 30 minutes. Without even saying the word sex, if you're in a room with a guy for 30 minutes, it'll come up. Cops try to use language to entrap you before you even get in the room. Don't fall for it. I've been at the club for more than one raid, and I've never been arrested because I don't sell pussy. I've dated guys who paid my bills. Yeah, they get fucked. And yes, they give me money, but not consecutively and not at work. There's a difference. (laughs) Civil rights dick was an exception. I met him at work and I fucked him at work, but we didn't plan it. I just couldn't resist when I noticed how big and hard he was. And at 72 years old, I knew he wasn't a cop. (laughs) I just wished he could afford to come every week. But old people are often on a fixed income, so I didn't see him often. Oh, and also my husband. He definitely got fucked at work. (laughs) There's always exceptions to the rules, people. Again, I danced for seven years and witnessed multiple raids, but have never been arrested. So believe me when I tell you, I was incognito. (laughs) Incognito. The club should hand out this information in a pamphlet when you get hired, but they don't. The less you know, the more they can rip you off. Customers will rip you off too. You can't wait to the end of a dance to get paid. Guys will run out of the VIP room and out of the front door, and nobody has time to chase these fucking losers. Some guys even get a hand job in the topless room, and after they come, they run out, literally stealing a nut. Oh, he's stealing! He's stealing! The girl will still owe half for the dance that she didn't get paid for. Once you get screwed out of money, you don't hesitate to demand it up front. There are two different types of strip clubs, topless and nude. Both clubs take a fee to work. Topless clubs charge a flat rate that varied based on if it's day shift or night shift, if it's a weekend or weekday. Nude clubs charge 20 to 60 to work in addition to taking half of every lap dance every day. If a nude dance costs 40, the club takes 20. It hurts, especially when the manager, waitress, DJ, and bouncer all want to tip too. The club will suck you dry. Foreplay in LA was the only new club that had any decency. The girls kept 60% and only had to tip three people a flat rate of 20 every night. It prevented a lot of drama and manipulation. Most clubs had a list of girls that was used to keep track of who needed to go on stage, but the DJ would put up whoever gave him the most money. So the girls that went on stage the most were often fucking the DJ or the boss or paying them more than they deserved. Topless bars serve alcohol. Dollars are often thrown into the air while multiple girls dance. They're responsible to collect their own money, which can be difficult when bitches are trying to take what's clearly yours. I'll cut you. Strip clubs, both topless and nude, are like prison yards at times. 
You can't avoid bad people. There's going to be some decent girls with lives outside of the club. And then there's girls who do nothing other than neglect their kids, take drugs, and fuck strangers to take more drugs. They're awful to be around depending on where they're at in their high. A coked out white girl whom I thought was super sexy forcefully made out with me. I was shocked, but I thought, just another day at the Rhino. The next day I said hi to her and she looked at me like I was crazy. I didn't take it personal. The bitch is on crack. Crack is whack. Topless clubs feel like a party with chicks that are basically naked, but they're not fully naked. They're wearing thongs and G-strings and pasties. The dumb ones are drunk and not making much money. They're just there having fun. From what I've seen in California, black people prefer the topless bars because you can have your phone out, take selfies with butt cheeks, and it's more of a party vibe. The club can be fun, and I did party, but the only reason I ever stepped into that club was for money. We live in a fucked up world where you need too much money to get by, and that's the only reason I was there. I never lost sight of that. White guys prefer the fully new club where the girls dance to pour some sugar on me. <laughs> I've worked at clubs that don't allow rap, which sucks because rap music is made for the strip club. Jet Strip near LAX wouldn't play rap. I'd have to dance to R. Kelly and Beyonce, which is not my ideal stripper music. At the Rhino, they would go back and forth on if you could play rap. But if you pay the DJ enough, he would break the rules and play Gang Bang by Wiz Khalifa. It was my go-to. Nude clubs profit off of VIP dances, $10 sodas filled with ice, and entrance fees. Topless clubs profit off of alcohol and the dancer fee and the customer entrance fee. Topless clubs will have up to 10 bitches on a stage splitting the money that's thrown, while nude clubs usually have one girl perform at a time. If there's two on stage, it was their decision. Multiple girls on stage to me is a nightmare. On the weekends, many people want to watch the show with friends and partners. But when a guy comes in on a Tuesday at 1 p.m., it's not for a stage performance. (laughs) Some couples come in pretending to want to see the girls spinning around on the pole, but most of the clubs I've worked at, it wasn't about the show. People are lonely and or horny. The show is merely an excuse to be there. I prefer to make my money in a quiet room where I charge double for everything. That way, when the club takes their half, it doesn't hurt at all because I've already upcharged the motherfuckers. (laughs) It's the only way to get paid what you're worth at a club that takes more than half of what you earn by the time you walk out of the building. Bars that serve alcohol close at 2 a.m. in L.A. The new club closes at 4 a.m. So the girls always have liquor and after 1 a.m., it's the only place to party in L.A. Many people come from out of town and want to keep partying, so they come to the strip club. A dancer can make $1,000 the last two hours of the club. Those are the desperate to bust a net hours. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. I hated being at the club after 3 a.m., but if you want to make the most money possible, you have to ride out the entire shift. Most girls prefer to drink while they work, which is a horrible idea. But it's a tough job, and you got to do what you got to do to get through it. But I never want to be on the road at 4 and 5 a.m., because I always imagine there's still drunk strippers making their way home. If you suck at making guys pay you for a dance, or if you can't make them pay you just for being cute and funny like me, another way to make money at the nude club is by selling those cheap little bottles of liquor. You could get 20 to 40 bucks each for those little bottles. Nude clubs don't sell liquor, like I said, so the guys are desperate for a drink when they come in. If your boss catches you, you will be fired, unless you give him all of the money you made and beg him not to fire you. Give me that. Selling condoms, drugs, and liquor can generate over 1200 bucks on a weekend at the strip club. I know a girl that hardly performed at all. She just liked showing up to work dressed like a stripper and supplied all the Molly, E, Coke, and Xanax. She never had condoms, though. <laughs> you can get 20 bucks for one condom. So I stayed with a big box in case I was having a slow night, and I could make money off the girls having a great night. Brilliant. 
didn't. I had to work at topless clubs after I was fired from every decent nude club. Well, that's the end of me. I was fired for various reasons, including, but not limited to, doing drugs, sucking cock, and not tipping as much as they would like. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Everyone drinks and does drugs and sucks cock at the club. But when you aren't tipping extra, they become fireable offenses. I started working at Sam's after I left the cum factory. My first month there, I got to meet Heidi Fleiss. She was having a meeting with a white guy and a black guy. The black guy was in politics, and I won't name him, and the white guy looked like a young Colonel Sanders. They were discussing her bird sanctuary. We had so much fun that night. I made a ton of money. Heidi is a legend who should have never been arrested, let alone in prison. I didn't deal with guys that wanted my number so we could hang out. I don't want to get to know you for free. I don't want companionship. I wanted six months of my rent put away in case I slipped in a cum puddle and was too injured to work. I would walk into the VIP and every time I took my heels off to give the dance, I would step and come. You have to take your heels off because the couch is too low to maneuver around for 15 to 30 minutes. But the carpet has wet spots like landmines. I would act like it didn't happen because time is money. When the dance was over, I'd wipe my hands off on the bottom of the couch because I too am disgusting. I'd feel the crusted overcome of the past, or even worse, it would already be wet. So I would use the carpeted floor to wipe the specimens off my hand. (laughs) Some guys just come in the corner or come on the wall. Well, what? It's so dark in the club you don't see it, but you always run into it. (laughs) I'd go into the locker room to boil and sanitize my hands at the end of the night. I'd wash my feet because there was a full shower in our locker room. I know you're wondering, why didn't you keep a towel or napkins with you? Well, tissues are an obvious mess. You forget there are specimen samples everywhere. The entire club would glow under a black light. One time I accidentally used the towel to wipe my sweat, forgetting that I used the towel to wipe off my cummy hand. And I said never again. Okay, let's move on. Guys get a rude awakening when I let them know that they have to pay me to even eat dinner with them. I want an arrival fee. There's digestive fees. A fee if you try to fuck me. A fee if you do fuck me. Guys at the topless club want to drink and party and Snapchat you for a couple hundred bucks. No thanks. All strip clubs can be used to meet guys that want to spoil you. They're already meeting you in the context of spending, so it's easy to maintain that arrangement. But you have to sift through the bullshitters. If he isn't generous at the bar, he won't be outside of the bar. If you use your brain and observe how he's spending, you won't waste your time. Guys at the new club would come in with flowers and gifts like they're coming to see their actual girlfriend. Oh, he's in love. They get totally addicted to the girl they like, and they'll come every week, if not every day. It's not about the party. It's about the girl. These are all generalizations, but again, I saw what I saw. Another key to making money at both the nude and topless club is the accumulation of regulars. I don't like guys that have to see me every day. They're annoying and often develop irrational expectations like marriage. But there's many guys that had to see me monthly and they drop a large amount. So opposed to hanging out with them all week, I can make the same amount in one night. Ain't nobody got time for that. I had a rotation you wouldn't believe. Hot businessmen willing to pay my rent, but they come and go after a while, particularly if they're married. And that's why it's key to keep accumulating people that can afford to see you regularly as the others disappear. How do you maintain regulars? Be desirable as fuck. Be soft. Smell clean. Don't burn them. Be on time. Never leave them hanging. Be nice to them once they're paying you, but not too nice. Read books and have shit to talk about. Make it about them. Leave them feeling like they have to see you again. A married businessman used to come see me from Utah. I think of him sometimes. He was just so white, it intrigued me. 
Like, why do you want this black pussy so bad, Mr. Mormon? (laughs) You have to have game in order to finesse these guys. So I'll go through methods in another episode. There is a glamorous vibe in a club where beautiful women walk around in lingerie. The lights are low, so low you can hardly see the truth. Many of these girls aren't so hot with the lights on and the corset off. Now, I know for a fact there were a small number of girls who did nothing at all. They gave air dances and would barely look at you. They were the type of girls that didn't need to do anything, and they still made a killing because they looked like actual Playboy playmates, which I found to be the most successful type of stripper at a nude club. The Kim K fake booty look is more popular at the topless bar. Some girls didn't do extras because they didn't mind making less money and maintaining their self-respect at the same time. I wasn't that girl. (laughs) At the cum factory, they would shampoo the entire place, but they never properly dried it, so the smell of mildew permeated the place. It was terrible, until they finally swapped it all out after the complaints from customers. The girls could complain until they were tired and the company didn't care, but when the guys started mentioning the smell, they were on top of it. There are many injustices that occur at the strip club, like girls getting ripped off after dealing with aggressive assholes and liars all shift, girls getting ripped off after performing 100 times for $1 each time because they make us go on stage even when there's only one or two losers not tipping in the entire club. It's not easy walking into a club full of strangers owing 20 to 60 bucks and walking out with a profit at all. It's not easy pretending you want to party when you really just want to pay your bills and take care of your kid. It's not fun to pretend to be turnt when really you're burnt. Nobody raps about that part. Nobody talks about the nights where the club is empty all night and we still have to give the 20 to $60 entrance fee even if we didn't make it. There are many degrading and depressing nights where you feel like a naked bum begging for dollars with an empty can. Do you have any spare change? That balances out the incredible nights where you're being showered with money and attention, which is still one of the best feelings I ever felt. You like me. You like me. The highs are high, but the lows are deadly. That's kind of how life is in general. That's why you got to stay centered and you got to stay humble. Make the money. Don't let it make you. The club has so many variables. I got to break it down in chunks. This was the first chunk. I hope you enjoyed it and look forward to hearing more about what went on at the strip club. (laughs) But naked!